Hello and welcome to the Speaking Out podcast from the New Mexico Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Our goal is to highlight our programs and the amazing work that they're doing around the state, provide discussion around the topics of domestic violence, and create an environment of education and empowerment for anyone that may be experiencing domestic violence. May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, and we are so excited to highlight the work of one of our newest coalition members, the New Mexico Asian Family Center. This week, we are honoring the second of our two May Advocates of the Month, Mabuba Pana. Mabuba is also a case manager for the New Mexico Asian Family Center. I have Cherie Alipat, Ending Gender-Based Violence Coordinator, on now to talk about why she nominated Mabuba for Advocate of the Month. Thanks, Mabuba. She has worn so many hats and various hats with domestic Asian family and in her community. She's not only a case manager, but she's a woman advocate. She's a peer support facilitator. She's a navigator. She's a family person and a mom, a sister, an auntie. And she has generously welcomed new arrivals from Afghanistan and the refugees who have sought help and need with welcoming arms. She does not hesitate. She gives most of her personal time and sometimes even her personal resources to just help. And despite the limited resources and the documentation, the legal and systemic barriers, Mabuba has continued to provide support, interpretation, translation, countless hours for each child and woman and family with such strength and confidence. And she's breaking ceilings to empower and assist each and every member of her community. She provides the resources, security, and safety, and publicly advocates for a hope for the future of women and the voices and educates her community of what they deserve and what everyone deserves access. And she helps bridge those gaps for housing, for education, domestic violence, resources. That is not often something that we talk about in the community, but she talks about them with fierceness and strength and so much power. I'm so amazed at how she has built not only a community of women and and empowered women, but she's built connections with the language proficiency. Aside from that, social and psychological, emotional strength that she has brought to the table and for her community, not just for herself, but for her community. She's brought so much emotional and physical strength. And that's what the community needs. And she meets as much as best she can. She meets those needs. And she's been a strong advocate and a voice for herself and for her community. I am so proud to and honored to really have Ms. Mabuba as an advocate of May. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cherie, for nominating her. And thank you, Mabuba, for taking the time to talk to me today. And congratulations on being one of our May Advocates of the Month. Could you tell me a little bit about yourself and your role with the organization? Thank you so much, Cheche, for the kind words. I'm just humbled and I'm very honored to be part of this organization. My name is Mahbuba Pana. I'm from Afghanistan. I've lived here for 21 years. I have two children. My son is 20 years old and he just left for Air Force and my daughter is 13 years old. I'm a mom. And when I came here, uh, I didn't speak English. I was already pregnant with my son. I didn't know the system. I struggled and I had to go the long path to find my way and be independent. My role is um, a case manager at New Mexico Asian Family Center, and it has been since 2016 that I've been working here with women, with men, Mm -hmm. with families, with children. 
and I'm just honored to be part of this organization, just like playing the role as a leader for my community. I do case management for the families, for a victim, for survivors. Especially right now, I'm very busy with uh, newcomer uh, refugees from Afghanistan. I'm just helping them to get independent and learn the system. I'm just trying like, to show them the way, the, the long path that I went. I'm just trying to show them the shortcut, how to get independent in this country, how to learn the system in this country in a simple language, because my English is not like I don't have a lot of big vocabularies in my English and in my native language as well. I just try to, you know, the simplest language to explain the rules, the laws, the system as much as I know to the community. I want to just like, you know, (laughs) pass it to the community so they can learn how to have a safe life here. Why did you, I mean, you may have, you know, just explained this, but was there a reason you decided to be an advocate specifically? Um, I come from a big family with 10 siblings. And even in my family, I was an advocate. I was just like surviving the war, being part of the war and growing up in a, in a country that is, uh, there is war and all women don't have rights. I always was the advocate. I just wanted to voice up and fight for my rights and for other women's rights. As of 24 years ago, when the Taliban took over my town in northern Afghanistan, Mazar Sharif, I had to stay home and I couldn't, I was not allowed to go to school or even get out of the house. And I started underground school just for the neighbors, girls. And then slowly the boys joined the class. I was an advocate even when I was 16 years old. When I was 15 years old, I was just trying to, you know, share my story and empower other girls in my neighborhood and other boys in my neighborhood that it's the right to learn. And it's my right to teach them as a woman. So as as long as I remember, I've always been an advocate. And especially when you become a mom, I become a stronger advocate. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you so much sharing your powerful story and how you've gotten to be where you are today. What do you think is the most important aspect of your job as a case manager? When I have the opportunity to show my clients the way and the path how to be independent, that's very important for me because when I came here, when I didn't know the system, when I didn't know the language, and when everything was barrier for me, and when I get the chance to teach them how to get a driving license, how to apply for a low-income housing, how to voice up for your right, especially for women, that's very important for me. And when I see that men reach out to me as a woman, like I come from a very male-dominated culture. Even here, men has more power than women in my Afghan culture. And when I see that the men, they reach out and they ask for my guidance, I know that I'm in the right place. I feel like I'm breaking that border between men and women. What do you feel is one of the biggest successes that you've had as an advocate? Before being part of this organization, when I came here, when I didn't know the system and when I struggled to learn something, like even that time, I didn't know how to use internet. I didn't know how to to apply for anything. I like I'm getting a driving license, a big dream for me. I didn't like I I, I couldn't even believe that I'm gonna be driving someday. I'm gonna learn English and I'm gonna be just talking for myself without using someone else to interpret for me. When I'm here and I'm voice for my community, I can talk on their behalf. Like I can interpret for them. I'm available for them. 
And when I see the community open agency's door and they know that they belong here, when they walk in and they feel like it's a family here, that makes me very proud that there is something here now that I didn't have 20 years ago. I wish I knew these resources 20 years ago when I came here. And when I see the door open for the community and when they call me and I speak the language, I understand the culture. And when they talk about their pain, they talk about their struggles, I understand it. When I, I have the opportunity to share my experience getting here, that's very empowering even for my clients and the community because I'm not only working with my clients, I work with the whole community. And Afghan community, we have a special bond. We are very tight together. And we share all the stories, like we share the resources with each other. When I tell my clients, they share it with their family, with their friends, even if they are not my clients, even if they're not coming to the agency. It goes to the whole community. That's really nice. And I'm very happy for that. What are your aspirations for your future? Would you stay as a case manager or would you like to continue on as something else? I love my job. I just wake up every day and I'm very excited to start my job. When I get calls from my clients, when they achieve a goal, this is the system at our agency. We have a service plan. We have goals uh, that us, our clients, we create together. And every time they achieve a goal, that's a big success for me. And me and my clients, we all get happy that we achieve this goal. We are just moving forward to be independent. Every time we achieve a goal, That's just very important for me and my clients. So do you feel like you'll continue to be a case manager or do you see yourself wanting to evolve past that eventually? I love my job. I love working with my community, with clients, with women, with men, with children. I just want to stay here. But on the side, someday I want to have an organization only for Muslim and Asian women so they can empower each other and they can have like many case managers in the community because right now I feel like there is not a lot of Afghan case manager for such a big community and I'm just dreaming that someday there's an organization that women can support each other that women can advocate for each other they can share their stories and we have a peer support right now I'm just seeing this peer support to grow big and includes a lot more women What do you find that your community specifically struggles with the most? Language barrier, cultural barrier, not knowing the rights, especially for women when they don't know the rights and they become victim in their own families. And when men don't know women's rights, they don't know anything about women's rights. And I mean, it's very different in my culture. I don't want to offend anyone. But the way that we are raised, always men had more power than women. That's how it is in Afghanistan. That's how it is in my culture. Maybe it's wrong. I don't want to offend anyone. But mostly women, they don't have a lot of rights. They don't have power. Most of the time, men have power to make decisions. And I think that's a barrier. I just hope that by bringing the information, by bringing the knowledge in the community, that barrier goes away. So everyone knows their right. I hope to see a language is not a barrier someday. And culture is not a barrier in our agency, but I hope to see that everywhere, not only at Asian Family Center. If someone was listening to this and wondering how they could make a difference in their community, what would you suggest for them to do? Voice up and talk about their needs. Come and not be scared of asking for help. We're here to help. We want to help. And it's free of charge. And it's open for everyone, no matter what language you speak, what culture you come from, if you're man, woman, uh, young, old, it's open for everyone. 
And we are here to help with open arms. So my last question is, how are you taking care of yourself as an advocate? Because it is such a difficult job. What do you do to keep yourself filled up so that you can take care of your clients? Self-care is, uh, we, don't, we don't count it very important in our culture. It's, we are always like giving, 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 especially when you take this role as a case manager. You feel like you're just here to give and you're not important. You forget to take care of yourself. But it's been very important for me all these years that I'm the most important person. If I don't take care of myself, I cannot give to others. So I make sure that I'm taking care of myself, being part of the community, community gatherings. That makes me very happy. We have a lot of parties. We celebrate everything. And I make sure to be part of that. That makes me happy. I make sure to be connected with my family and talk to them every day. That gives me energy and creating the boundary. For example, when I go through a community gathering, I see my clients everywhere. But I create that boundary that I'm here as a mabuba and I'm just enjoying the party as much as you are. I'm not your case manager right now, right here. If you have any question, you can call me nine to four <laughs> during the week and I will be helping you. But right now, let's all enjoy and like, you know, have fun and get together, be together. That has been working for me. I just want to thank you again so much for talking with me today. It's been so beautiful to hear about your story and more about yourself and the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for listening to me. And if you listen to me, it looks like you listen to the whole community, to a lot of women, because I'm their voice and we always like we have the same need. I appreciate you taking the time and to talk with me today and being willing to share that widely. I know it can be kind of scary to put yourself out there. So I appreciate that so much. Thank you. We want to thank our programs that work tirelessly across the state to support those affected by domestic violence. Each and every staff member, advocate, therapist, and supporter is important. We appreciate you. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic violence, there is help available. Please call the hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233 or visit their website on a safe device at www.thehotline.org. Love our conversations? Make sure to subscribe, rate, and share our podcast. You can submit questions and feedback to Rochelle at nmcadv.org. Thanks for listening in.